Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Wednesday, the 30th of November. I can't believe it. We're on time this morning. <laughs> Gold star for us, Stevie. We're a consummate professionals. Um, the dream team are taking over and we're on time. So uh, all good. Uh, I'm Derek Clark, of course, and I'm joined by uh, Stevie Clifford. How are we getting on, Stevie? Hi, good morning, everyone. Good. I'm delighted we managed to start on time. So um, normally I'm late or can't get logged in or something. So let's say off as we mean to go. Yeah, but we had uh, Wi-Fi issues yesterday. So touch wood that we're, it's plain sailing uh, on this show. Uh, lots to talk about, folks. Before we do that, though, uh, I just want to um, uh, mention that our Black Friday offer ends tonight at midnight. So time is running out. You can see the little ticker below and the link is in the description uh, of the title of the, the, this video as well. Just a pound for six months worth of content. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Loads of you taking advantage of it, and why wouldn't you? It really is. It's the best offer ever, I believe. Um, and it's, yeah, you won't be disappointed if you go uh, and uh, pay your pound and, and enjoy the content that we're producing. Lots of stuff on there. Article from Stevie, actually, this morning uh, on Michael Beale's uh, appointment. It's really uh, engaging and interesting. And there's loads on there about uh, Beale's appointment from his, uh, an in-depth look at his tactical philosophy. Uh, the solutions that he has to find. Now he's in the door at Ibrox. Uh, there's a, a piece on what his peers and players he's coached make of him and his expert opinion pieces on there uh, as well. So go and check it out. And as Stephen says, uh, great deal, well worth a pound. Thank you very much for your, your support, Stephen. Um, right, Stevie, I've not had a chance to speak to you since uh, Michael Beale uh, was announced, of course, on Monday. Uh, I think uh, the majority of supporters are, are quite pleased with the appointment. I know you certainly are. Um, what's your overriding feeling uh, on uh, Mick coming back up the road? Well, just before we start talking about Michael Beale, I was at um, the the women had um, a closed doors game on Sunday, Derek, right, and yep. um, over at Benburg, just by not far from Ibrox, actually. So I, was, I went along. I took my boys just to go along. Megan Bell made our first game back in nearly over a year so I was just leaving and um, this man approached me and he said to me he says you're the boy off the, the review show I watch every morning so um, I said aye aye that's me and I was waiting on it Derek I was like oh no like you know I'm, go I'm going to get pelters here and he said to me the best ever bit of praise you are reasonably sensible and I'll take that every day of the week, mate. Reasonably sensible. So to that young man, good morning, good morning, and thanks very much for the praise on Sunday. It was much appreciated. Reasonably sensible. By the time I phoned my missus a couple of minutes later, I was the best thing on the show. But that's that's not that's that's beside the point. But anyway, so Michael Beale, yeah, I'm absolutely look, I'm absolutely delighted. You know, um, obviously spoken to you the last couple of months, spoken to you at games and that how I feel about Michael Beale. I think that he's an excellent coach, he's a very good man motivator, uh, he's a very tough disciplinarian, and I think that he will ultimately get the best out of this squad. I really hope that going forward he gets what he needs, he gets the support he needs, and I talk about that as well in the article this morning that excuse me, it's really key that he gets that. He really key that he gets the, the support and it's really key that he gets who, who he needs on his backroom staff as well. So 
Really, really happy he's here. I appreciate there's some questions. I address that as well in the article. Some people may be not too sure about lack of experience and things like that. But I would hope that anybody who feels like that would kind of get on board. And also, if they had watched his, his um, not his press conference yesterday, but his interview with, with yeah. um, that was online, if they had watched that, they would have really enjoyed it. And he, he speaks, look, he speaks a good game. And we know that talk is cheap and talk is easy, but... He says a lot of really key, interesting things there. So, yeah, I mean, I'm all in. I'm very excited about it. And I feel like I've got my enthusiasm and excitement back that I've kind of maybe curtailed recently when things haven't been going so well. So I'm really excited about it, really looking forward to it. And I genuinely think that, given time, he'll do an extremely good job for Rangers. Yeah, uh, he did an interview with uh, not only Rangers TV folks, but uh, also Sky Sports, which was... uh, released yesterday. Uh, He said he's nobody's friend when it comes to his uh, relationship with the new players. Uh, He spent three and a half years, of course, as a first-team coach under Steven Gerrard before leaving for Aston Villa and then being his own man at QPR uh, before being appointed as Rangers manager in his own right. Uh, In that Sky interview, he said that I wasn't that close to the players, to be honest, in terms of friends. I was never anyone's friend. I was always a bit of a disciplinarian out on the training pitch. I was the moaner of the previous staff, and that was my job to take training uh, and drive standards. I was close to the players. I was never anyone's friend, so I feel that's not an issue. Uh, the fact we lived uh, uh, lived unbelievable experiences together, I think the players know we can recreate and build something strong and special again. That actually gives confidence, but it's not a case of me coming back in here and having a million friends in the playing staff. I do in the support staff. He then continued, uh, he said that I need to look at the, these those guys and know they're here for the right reasons and uh, that they're moving forward regardless of age. Age is not a factor. The factor is they're playing for Rangers and are they working every day to make Rangers stronger? Are they a, a good teammate? Are they a good person around the building? Those things are really important to me. That's uh, what's been spoken about behind the scenes. I've told them I've got a big belief in them and otherwise... Uh, wouldn't have wanted to have come back. And um, what do you make of his interview, Stevie? I thought it was a, a really good uh, sit-down chat with him. Uh, really interesting stuff that came out of it. That the bit about not being anyone's friend, I think, was interesting because um, I think he's well liked by supporters. Um, we all seen him when he came up getting uh, pictures and what have you uh, with the fans. Um, and, and many felt that maybe this squad that needs an overhaul, it maybe it might be too friendly to him. But this is interesting that he's a bit of a, a disciplinarian. Well, actually, Derek, as you know, when we put in articles, we don't put them in and then they're immediately published. I actually put in my article this morning, we I think maybe Monday night or, or Tuesday a.m. it was, and I had mentioned in it before this interview had come out that a couple of things that you, you have to be all in with, Michael Beal, you can't be half-hearted. He will set and drive the standards in training and that he is a disciplinarian. Look, Michael Beal's actually really, really tough and I don't think people realise that. And it used to be a kind of running joke that when Michael Beal celebrated on the touchline, you knew that we had done well because he was always very controlled with his emotions. He was always very stern and, and kind of, you know, that way from the touchline and I really think that it will surprise people when they hear that kind of thing and and maybe they thought, you know, nice, friendly Michael Beale. But Michael Beale isn't isn't like that, genuinely. He's not like that around the club. 
a Rangers manager has to have an aura. He has to have a presence, Derek. And I've always felt that. I've always said that. And I'm not sitting here saying that others haven't. But when Walter Smith walked in the room, you felt it. When Stephen Gerrard walked in the room, you felt it. You know, and there's plenty of other examples as, as well as managers. However, when Michael Beale is there, I feel the same thing from Michael Beale. And yes, you know, I like him and I'm, I'm probably more favourable to him. And I, I get that. So I've got to be careful of being, you know, a, a wee bit, you know, over positive, etc. But to try and describe it to people, Michael Beale carries himself like that. He comes across really well, but he's, he comes across as being really stern as well when he needs to. So when he said yesterday in the interview about not having friends and, and being the disciplinarian, being the one that drives the standards on the training pitch, I fully agree. I, I fully um, kind of not agree with it as such um, because I, I relate to it. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. And in yeah. terms of I can understand what he's saying and I believe in that as well. So... I really think that the players have been allowed to get into a situation where slackness and apathy is almost kind of ignored and, and they've been allowed to do that. And it's, it's translated onto the pitch. You will not get that under Michael Beale. Rangers will be fit, they'll be organised and they'll be determined. And, and yes, look, him coming in doesn't suddenly wave a magic wand and you know we're not going to suddenly go on a, a big run and win every game. I really hope we do. However... It won't be the staleness and, and lack of trying that we've seen recently. All these accusations that were, were put to the players, you won't get away with that under Michael Beale. So one of the key phrases I used in the article, which he said later on himself, which I'm really quite pleased about, is you, you've got to be all in. And if these players aren't all in, then they're going to quickly find out that, as he said, you will be put to the side. So there's a... There's for me, Derek. Genuinely, there's a lot to be really enthusiastic about, and I realise that you can't suddenly wave a magic wand and make this squad world beaters, etc. But as he pointed out, six months ago we were in the Europa League final, so there is something about this squad, and I definitely feel that he's the one to try and bring it out, and he's also the one who one year ago, Derek, would have known exactly what we needed, would have known the freshness, and he spoke about it before in an interview that maybe certain players had peaked at 55 and it was their time to move on and stuff like that. If he thought that a year ago, he certainly thinks it now. And he certainly will do the same. He will be knowing and have that kind of knowledge as well. So I've not got... Somebody mentioned it to me again yesterday, just like you're saying, but I've not got any issues regarding Michael Beale being too close to anyone or not being able to make the big decisions. You've got to remember as well that Michael Beale's taken a hell of a big reputational chance to come up and take this job given how the QPR scenario worked out. He's coming up here and he knows he has to win not only for this club but for himself to have any kind of future in management and things like that as well. So he'll be all in and if you're not with him then you'll very quickly not be at this club. Yeah, that's certainly uh, what seems to be coming across. Uh, go and check the interview out folks if you haven't uh, seen it. I really recommend it. Lots of interesting Stuff from uh, Michael uh, Beale. Uh, Stephen Gillespie gets in touch. Hi, Stephen. He says uh, he likes Derek's interview with the QPR fan. Uh, brought in a load of decent talent for hee-haw. Uh, I wonder if he can get any decent players in January. Well, he did say all those players are under contract. It was interesting to hear. He feels that um, uh, the, the boy Willock, who they got from, from Arsenal, uh, came in because of um, the, the assistant coach that's come up with, with Michael Beale. And he wouldn't be surprised if there was... Uh, murmurings of a move to Glasgow as well. I wouldn't be opposed to that. I think that uh, 
Uh, sticking point would be a transfer fee and a hefty one at that if QPR uh, were to sell uh, Willock, uh, who's a, a top player for them. But some interesting takeaways from that that interview, Stevie, that, that he talked about the set pieces and um, certainly they look threatening from the set pieces, he said, uh, going forward. They, they often get their head on the end of things. However, they've got a big problem with conceding from set plays, losing first contact. Uh, and it's a real problem for them. That um, Beal said that the QPR it's a mentality issue. Um, is that slightly concerning? It seems like <laughs> it's a problem that, that Rangers have had uh, pretty much not only this season but uh, but last season as well. Those uh, defending set pieces. Yeah, I mean, without being disregarding, that's nothing new for us, is it? So <laughs> yeah. the, the positives is, and, and let's journey back just a couple of games before the break. That St Johnston game, we had ten corners in the first ten minutes, yeah. and we did absolutely nothing with those ten corners. If we've got a, a a specialist and a guy that's properly known his thing, then I'm really confident that the laws of averages, at least, we'll get we'll get some joy. It would be nice not to watch, you know, ten repeated outswinging corners that do absolutely nothing. So, yeah. a wee bit of you know, a wee bit of training there would be much welcomed. As for the, the defending side of it, Derek, without being disrespectful to anyone, and I really don't mean to say this, I would hope that better players and better kind of organisation when you get the likes of Goldson back, etc., that we would be in a position to be able to do better in these situations. And I agree with Craig Andrews that are saying our defence yeah. does need sorted out. I really do agree with that. However, I would also say that, there, you know, once our players get fit, we do have a, enough selections in there to hopefully have a decent partnership. Ben Davis and Connor Goldson, for example, were looking pretty good before that injury to Connor. So and we know how much of a rock he is. And if you didn't know it before he got injured, we certainly know it now. So we do have options, you know, and I, I think that given Philip Hollander's going to go out of contract and things like that, I think definitely we could be looking to strengthen and add possibly a new partner in there for Connor Goldson in competition for Ben Davis. So going forward, I do agree it's something we have to sort, but I also think that with proper organisation and, and better centre-halves, again, no disrespect to anyone, I'm not meaning to be like that, but yeah, just hope that, that possibly we'd be defending better. But is it a concern? I think it would be naive just to brush it aside and say, look, everything will be absolutely fine because of this time last year we were getting advice from supporters, very famously to you, Derek, and look how that turned out. So yeah. it's something that we've got to be mindful of, and I'm sure it's something also that Michael Beale is mindful of and and, and I'll know. So um, yeah, let's hope that first and foremost, attacking-wise, we get a wee bit more joy and then we manage to close the back door so to speak yeah yeah fingers crossed uh yeah you can check that interview out folks on on the website uh, and again um just a pound for for six months that black friday offer which ends at midnight so uh, do take advantage of it before it's too late so many comments come in here stevie i'll rattle through a, a few of them here um crypto knight gets in touch uh what will he do with Kent and Alfie if they don't sign a new contract um well i think we can only surmise it and uh, and uh, give our take on things. Um, I think a, a Beal arrival might get a tune out of both players. Well, I think Ryan Kent, to his credit, did look the most threatening in the last few weeks, but I don't know if that says more about the, the overall uh, team, Stevie, before um, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was dismissed. Morelos has had his uh, problems to seek, of course. He's um, so off the pace it defies belief, but could 
Michael Beale returning to the club, see him uh, recapture the form that, that, that he's, uh, we all know he's capable of? Well, first of all, Ryan Kent. I think that Ryan Kent gets a really hard time, and I've said this consistently, because we know the heights he can hit, we're, we're kind of quite tough on him. Yeah. If anyone can get the best out of Ryan Kent, it's Michael Beale. So, you know, Ryan Kent's best return of goals, best assist run and stuff like that all came under their kind of management. So I would hope that he has a plan for him. I would also hope that perhaps if he was swithering or whether to stay with Michael Beale arriving and them getting on so well, I would hope that that might persuade him. As for Alfredo Morelos, I'm, look, you know, I've, I've taken some criticism, Derek, for my views on Alfredo Morelos, but we are very much entitled to think that he he should be giving us a lot more. Now, I went on paper and, and was very critical of him after Easter Road about his attitude, his, his fitness and what he was bringing to the table. Promptly, it followed the next day, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst doing what he did. And I don't think Alfredo's really recovered from that. If he wants a future at Rangers or a move or a future anywhere in football, then he really needs yeah. to start proving it now. But there's a chain of thought as well. It might be time to cut our ties and let him go for the good of everyone. So Michael Beale will know that. You'll know exactly where he was a year ago. You'll know where he was now. And Michael Beale's not silly as well. He knows what's went on. He knows the application issues. And it's not, as I said in my piece last week on the Rangers Review, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst wasn't to blame for everything, Derek. These players have got to stand up and be counted. And Alfredo Morelos is certainly one that needs to look at himself in the mirror and really ask himself, is he giving everything? Because truthfully, if he does that, I think we all know what it would say back to him. Yeah, yeah, the jury is, is certainly out, that's for sure. Uh, lots more uh, comments coming in here. Uh, Jim Reid gets in touch. He says he had a really impressive interview from the new manager yesterday. And uh, more optimistic now than I was before seeing that interview. Time will tell if the optimism is well placed. Yeah, I tend to agree, Jim. I did enjoy uh, watching both interviews with uh, Rangers TV and also uh, Sky as well. And uh, we believe uh, it will be unveiled officially uh, tomorrow at some point. Um, when that press conference is carried out, folks, you'll, you'll hear it first and see it on the Rangers Review site and on our social media channels uh, as well. Um, looking forward to that. Um, interesting point here, Stevie. Um, Sean Mackerel gets in touch. He says that we should have given the manager a six-month contract with the option of two more years if he did good. Um, and positive vibe on the back of that says, I, I guess the three-and-a-half-year deal is a show of faith in the new setup and will bring much-needed stability and continuity. What do you make of the contract length? It's sparked a bit of debate just based on uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, of course, having to pay him off early. Um, are you concerned about the three-and-a-half-year deal being, being given to, to Michael Beale? No, because I think if you went to Michael Beale and said, here's a six-month contract and you might get another two if you do well, do you think he's going to leave QPR to come up the road for that? I think he would be saying, well, absolutely not. I need stability. Yeah. So I understand it. And what people have got to realise is as well, and I'm not, listen, I'm not sitting here saying that I know everything or even anything, but if you give a manager, like we did with Giovanni Van Brockhurst, a three-and-a-half-year deal, when there's a severance package, the likes of his coaches and that, they'll maybe get a year of that paid up. That's how these things work. And then they'll leave the club. There's always clauses and things written in that if they get removed, 
they won't get paid in full. They'll get paid a certain amount. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst will continue to collect his wage from Rangers until he's employed somewhere else yeah. or his contract ends. So it's not like he goes and you suddenly have to give him two, three million pounds. It doesn't work like that. So Michael Beale has come up here. He's not going to come up here on a on a six-month contract or things like that. So we've given him the stability and belief. We've shown him a wee bit more and and he'll probably, you know, and, and he needs that back as well. So three and a half years for me, listen, I, I get people looking at it and maybe saying, but if things go well, which we hope it does, Michael Beale's going to be in demand. Yeah. Be wanted, you know, he's going to be in demand. So we have to, it, it works both ways. And we would hope that by giving him that length of contract, it protects us as much as it protects him and, and gives him that stability. So I think that possibly we're just a wee bit scarred by the fact that it didn't really work out or or we've had to remove Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. And what I will say, Derek, is somebody asked me the other day, was Van Bronckhurst the wrong appointment and would you have changed it? Absolutely not. It didn't work out domestically, but we had some brilliant times over under him. He returned to Scottish Cup, which was a huge moment. That European run was incredible. That was some of the best nights that we've all ever had. Yeah. And, um, you know, qualifying for the Champions League. Domestically, it didn't work out. And there was a number of factors there, including the players, injuries and things like that. And I'm not making excuses for him. And I sat and gave him a really hard time. And sorry about this, Derek. I'm getting pulled by my dog, genuinely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So she's, she's pulling me at the same time. But um, it's not a case of, of me rewriting history and things like that with Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. My my thoughts were clear, but, you know, let's... I, I don't like kind of saying anything was a mistake or that. Let's embrace Michael Beale and hopefully he can pick things up again. Yeah. Are we eating into walkies time, Stevie? Is that... No, she's been at nine o'clock, so... She was out for a good half an hour there, but see when I'm I'm doing these kind of things, she gets all excited and kind of and, and carries on. So yeah, she's a big fan of the show. Well, aye, she is. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she jumps up any minute. She likes a wee moment of fame. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Right, let's get to some of the other comments that are coming in here. Uh, interesting point here uh, from Mark Lawson. I'll tie in with another one from Brian McDonald. Says, good to see he's already pulling some of the young team already. Uh, Seems like Lovelace, of course, uh, Charlie McCann uh, and Adam Devine and what have you, who are on the fringes of that first team squad. Uh, and Brian McDonald says, I really hope Beale has the courage to show some faith in Lowry. He could excel in Beale's system. Got to say a little bit of footage in training. Uh, uh, great bit of skill from, from Alex Lowry, uh, Stevie. I think Rangers crying out for, for creativity, aren't they? And, and I've got to say I agree with Brian. I'd like to see him feature more, especially in that these games coming up over the festive period. Yeah, absolutely. But look, bluntly, Alex Lowry will be as good as Alex Lowry wants to be and as good as Alex Lowry applies himself to be. So yeah. I think he'll get a fresh start under Michael Beale. Michael Beale shows a lot of faith in youth. He, he bought that way at QPR. He, he's worked all the way through, like Liverpool, Chelsea, with youth teams and that. So if Alex Lowry really wants a future at Rangers Football Club, then he will not get a better opportunity, but it's up to him. It really is. The likes of Robbie McCrory is the same. The likes of um, Adam Devine, Charlie McCann, they're all going to get opportunities. 
And and the comment before about him bringing in the youth, that's all. Even Giovanni Van Brockhurst did that. He had a lot yeah. of them training with them. So this isn't a new thing. But you might find a wee bit more faith or a wee bit more opportunities. There's a lot of games, Derek, where you can use five substitutes. There's no reason why these guys shouldn't maybe be getting five, ten minutes where we can give them. Alex Lowry needs to see more game time. I think that's clear. But Alex Lowry also has to prove his worth to Rangers. He, he scored a good goal at the end of last season and, and he showed flashes and he should be in and amongst it, absolutely. Now's the time to push on, not only from him, but from us pushing him on and hopefully getting the game time. But it's up to him. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um, right, some other comments coming in. It's an interesting one here. A few comments come in with regards to uh, the captain saying people suggesting uh, Michael Beale should select a different captain, Stevie. Um, Mad Dog says uh, Mick Lundstrom captain would get his form back. Uh, Billy55 says uh, Big Connor must be captain when he's back. Obvious choice. I, I, I wouldn't be, I don't think I would I would uh, change the captain saying that, and I can't see him doing so. Would you? Can you see that happening? No, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't advocate for it either. No. Listen, I'm on record as saying it before, and I can only judge by what people say around the club and what his fellow professionals say and, and the Ranger squad say. James Tavernier is very well respected within the club, within the dressing room, and he does lead. He's not a type of John Brown character where yeah. he'll grab somebody by the scruff of the neck. He doesn't do that. That's not the way he does things. But behind closed doors. James Tavernier is a Rangers captain. And people say, you know, let's look at individual moments and things that he's done in games when he's on form, and albeit we can argue whether or not he has been lately. I don't think he's been up to his usual standards, question marks of over whether he's fit enough, etc. But James Tavernier does his talking on the pitch. So I, I don't, I really don't think that that's a change we need to make. The point about Connor Goldson, Connor Goldson doesn't need to have an armband to be a leader. And we've seen him in tunnels giving speeches and stuff before the European Games. He can still do that. We don't need to change a captaincy to make that happen. And I think that can have a real adverse effect. And Michael Beale straight away, he was very clever in what he said. The first thing he said was he subtly praised this team. I've got all the faith in them, just in a European final, just won the league last season, These guys, or, or season before last. These guys are winners, etc. The first thing he does is publicly back them. You know what I mean? And he puts yeah. their faith in them. Can you imagine him going into a dress room and saying, by the way, I'm making a captaincy change? Yeah, It just wouldn't work. No. So I think that we've got a tendency as a support to try and look for solutions for things that aren't really there. And I don't think that dropping him as captain or dropping him at all is the issue. I don't think James Tavernier is any way problematic in this Rangers team. He's a big positive for me. We should be trying to get him back to playing his absolute best, trying to get him fit. And, and you know, that, that, that counts for a few of them, obviously. But it's I'm not disrespecting anybody's point. It's just not one that I would agree with. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Peggy McPhail gets in touch, Stevie, just in the dog chat. Uh, my dog is the same, Stevie. He gets jealous if I pay attention to anyone else. Spoiled pooch. <laughs> yeah. Aren't they all uh, <laughs> furry friends? Um, point here, an interesting one from Aldo, uh, Stevie. Um, he says, uh, what will happen uh, with the goalkeeper position? Is this maybe Robbie's time? Uh, of course, just recently signed a, a new contract, Robbie McCrory. Uh, he hasn't had a look in really in terms of first team opportunities, uh, aside from 
Uh, that time he was called in last season due to the, the COVID outbreak. Um, will we get a chance under under Michael Beale? Or uh, I think he'll stick with Alan McGregor uh, for now. I, I can't see him changing the, the goalkeeper position. No, but it's an interesting point. Um, you know, at some point, Robbie McCrory, he's either going to have to get given an opportunity or he's going to have to leave the club and, and go elsewhere to yeah. get first-team football. Now, as far as I'm aware, Robbie McCrory's 24. Yes. So it's not like he's a young boy. He's of age. Now, as a club, in the summer, we're going to have to, we're going to, have to address this situation. So does Robbie McCrory get a, a run so that we can figure out if he's good enough? Or if he's not good enough, then we really need to move him on and and see where we are with it. But it is, look, it's actually a fascinating question. You know, what does Michael Beale do here? Alan McGregor is, is steady, right? I, I don't think he's in a position where he's been wonderful since he came back, but nobody in front of him has either. So perhaps we'll see a wee bit more out of him as well. And maybe it is time for Robbie McCrory. Big decision, really, really, really big decision. And I agree with that as well. I think he, I think he's got something about him, and I think he can be good enough. He was certainly good enough in Alish Kerr. He was certainly good enough against Celtic last year. So yeah. if you can handle that, you don't really get much bigger at Rangers. So it'll be interesting, and that'll be a big test for him. Would he put him in when the defence is a wee bit like it is the now? I'm not so sure he would, but as look, that that's certainly a debate to be had, and it's a big question for Michael Beale. The goalkeeping situation is something especially long-term, that we need to sort. So it's a really fair question. Yeah, he's at an age, like you say, uh, Stevie, 24. I think that was about the age Alan McGregor was when uh, he was at a sort of Rangers crossroads. He was sent out on loan, of course, to St. Johnston and Dunfermline. And um, like when uh, preferred Letizia, brought Letizia back and then it all went to pot and then he got... got <laughs> sorry, sorry for <laughs> so, Sorry oh, for me, that. He was, he, was, he was really grim. Like really, really good, and we've been good. You know, our um, our our goalkeepers growing out all the way through have been really, really good. But like yeah. easy, oh that that shivery spine stuff. I remember when Alan McGregor came in because he was injured, and then he brought him back. And Ibrox that day was toxic, and we ended up getting beat by Inverness Cali one 0 And he had a howler for the goal. I think he spilled it out, and um, the atmosphere around Ibrox that day was pretty grim. But um, yeah. yeah. Oh, Letizia. Yeah. I think it was, what, it was Inverness or something that the draw with the boy shot from about 40 yards and just spilled off his off his chest and he spilled it and what have you. I think that was just when you get brought back in uh, yeah. when McGregor when McGregor get pulled, pulled out. But yeah, those were uh, dark days indeed. But uh, yeah, McGregor went on from there uh, and of course cemented himself as a uh, as a Rangers uh, legend over two spells. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with regards to Robbie McCrory. Right, okay, I think that'll do us there, folks. Derek Gray says, like, he's trying to trigger my PTSD. <laughs> Apologies for that, Derek. <laughs> no, uh, I wasn't intending to do so, but uh, let's let's get back to the more positive things, and that is uh, Michael Beale as the Rangers manager, and there is a lot of optimism back in the air. And remember, folks, uh, that Black Friday offer on the website, it ends at midnight tonight. If you're not taking advantage of it already, then just head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe to sign up. Just a pound for six months worth of content. We're practically giving it away. So go and check it out. We'll be back again 
tomorrow, Thursday, as we look ahead to that uh, press conference unveiling of Michael Beale. But until then, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday.